At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Detroit City Cast with Dan Leach, presented by Bet Rivers. And what's going on, fine citizens? Welcome in. Terrific Tuesday edition of the Detroit CityCast brought to you by our great friends at Bat Rivers. And the last couple of days, we've had breaking news, massive breaking news as we got ready to do the show. Yesterday, of course, the Calvin Ridley stuff uh, with the suspension for the year from gambling. We'll get to some more information we're getting on that in just a moment. But today, and this, of course, affects the Detroit Lions, and, you know, one of the, the the other breaking situation is not. But Aaron Rodgers, and I've been discussing this on this show and the various other shows I've been either hosting for or going on as a guest on Visa, and Aaron Rodgers is staying in Green Bay. So that news comes out. And then within seemingly minutes, the news of Russell Wilson, Russell the Love Muscle Wilson, being traded to the Broncos breaks as well. And, of course, the Broncos have been without a quarterback of any note Seemingly since John Elway, who of course is in part of the ownership there and has helped run the team in football operations as well. But, you know, their odds, they were in the 20s to win the Super Bowl. Now they're 12 to 1. They're, I think, the fifth favorite to do it. So there is a big, 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 splashy NFL day as we look at, you know, uh, the landscape changing. I mean, look at what has happened in this past month or so. I mean, Tom Brady retires. Wilson gets traded to the Broncos after I thought there wasn't much of a chance of that happening. Aaron Rodgers, you know, was a big discussion and, and thought of of maybe being, uh, you know, tr- possible a trade bait. Could he go to the Broncos? Could he go to the Commanders? Could he go to Tampa? 
he stays in Green Bay. And of course, what that does is, not that the Lions were going to be a playoff-type team this year. I never say never. The, the Bengals were a four-win team and then went to the Super Bowl the final year, or the following year. But when you look at the Lions, it is going to take a few years. You want it to take a few years because you would much rather, as I've said over and over again, the Detroit Lions be a long-term viable contender, a team that is good for seven, eight, nine years for the majority of that decade, then is good for a year and bad for two and, you know, good for, you know, two years and bad for seven. You want them to be like the Ravens have been for the better part of two decades. You know, the Green Bay Packers, obviously having Aaron Rodgers has helped that. Uh, you know, San Fran back in the 80s and, and the 90s. The Pittsburgh Steelers, for pretty much every year Ben Roethlisberger was there. And going back to Bill Cowher and Chuck Knoll before that, you want them to be a year-in, year-out contender. Yeah, they're not going to you know, necessarily make the playoffs every year or win multiple playoff games every year. But when you're looking at the Lions, they've won one playoff game since 57. So it's about walking before you can run, then running and running hard and being consistent at doing that. So Rodgers staying in the division, you know, it's not a shock at all, but is it going to really affect the Lions' plans going forward to rebuild this team? No, because it wasn't like the Lions were ready to make this big jump from year one of, of Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell to year two. I think in 2023, based on the Lions draft a quarterback this year, which I don't think they will, they could. They're definitely looking at Malik Willis and Corral and some others, but the, the class in 2023 after Jared Goff would be done with his two years in Detroit. And yeah, it'd be nice to draft one this year if you liked one and have him study under Jared Goff because I don't think Jared Goff is the future for the Lions. But that's when you you get a, a quarterback that could be your next Joe Burrow, that could be the Patty Mahomes. I'm obviously saying the Lions will get someone of that caliber, but that's what you're going to need along with building for the Lions out and you know building depth at wide receiver and on the offensive line and, of course, linebacker and the position the Lions are really in need of right now. And we will get to the latest feeling on the top of the draft in just a little bit because there is a, a new, basically, overall consensus, number one, in the betting markets, and it seems like in actuality, and that it stings a little for me because it looks like the Lions might not get a player that I've long wanted them to, but we will discuss that as well in just a bit. But I wanted to take a, a look at the updated odds here when it comes to the Lions and their division with the Packers and, of course, the overall odds uh, to win the Super Bowl. The Bills still a favorite at Bet Rivers right now, 7.5 to 1. Chiefs, 8.5 to 1. The Packers, they've been right around two or you know three or four anyway, but they move up a little bit uh, to 10 to 1. Uh, I've seen them as much as 11 or 12 to 1 at times with the possibility that Rodgers wasn't going to be there. Niners still have Garoppolo as of now. They're 11 to 1. They're the fourth favorite. The Broncos... The Denver Broncos have moved into the fifth favoritism spot. They were in the 20s. Now they're 12 to 1. 20s as far as odds go, 20 to 25 to 1 based on the sportsbook. The Bet Rivers last time I checked, I think I had them 23 to 1. Uh, but now the Broncos 12 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. The Rams at 12 to 1 as well. As well. Cowboys, I mean, why would you believe in them? They are 16 to 1. Bengals 18 to 1. Chargers and Ravens quote them nevermore. 20 to 1, and of course, the Detroit Lions. Gotta love it. They are right there near the bottom of the barrel. They're the second 
highest odds after the Texans, who are 150 to one. The Lions are 125 to one. By the way, the Broncos have moved up to third, the third spot to win the AFC with the news of Russell Wilson in that trade. The Bills four to one are the favorite. Chiefs four and a half to one. Then the Broncos five and a half to one. And the Bengals are nine to one. Packers the favorite to win the NFC. They're four and a half to one. They basically have been that uh, the whole time, even with the Rodgers cloud hanging over them. Niners five to one. Rams five and a half to one. Cowboys seven and a half to one. And division odds. Let's start with the AFC West. The Chiefs have been the favorite minus one ten at Bet Rivers, but you you had the Chargers and the Raiders basically in ways ahead of the Broncos. All of them were kind of bunched up. Now the Broncos favorite uh plus 225 chargers four to one and the raiders 11 to one and the lions nfc north of course they're at the bottom 12 to one packers became a bigger favorite today at bet rivers minus 200 vikings three to one and the bears eight to one and we you know it's long been thought of if rogers did get traded and went somewhere else the division would have been wide open because you know you're not really believing in the Kirk Cousins experience in Minnesota. Bears are unproven with Justin Strawberry Fields. You know, Jordan Love's not going to be the guy necessarily in Green Bay. But Aaron Rodgers, Brady's the greatest quarterback ever. I mean, seven Super Bowls, all the things he's did, he's done in, in, in his career. But even he said that if Aaron Rodgers played for Bill Belichick and the Patriots during the time that, that Brady did, he might have nine or ten titles because he might be the best quarterback at the position of quarterbacking in the history of the league. I think it's guys like him and Peyton Manning, and very few others that are just the best pure quarterbacks. Brady's the GOAT, but Aaron Rodgers is a better overall quarterback at the position of that than Brady is based on just the way that Aaron Rodgers uh, is able to throw the ball and do different things, but not take anything away from Tom Brady. Those are Brady's own words. Uh, But the division would have been much more wide open. Now, at least for the next year or two, it looks like Aaron Rodgers will be around uh, Lambeau Field patrolling the sidelines or the field and the sidelines for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, some big news the last couple of days here in the NFL. And I wanted to touch again on the Calvin Ridley stuff. And it came out after we recorded yesterday that he, you know, had bet $1,500. He tweeted that he'd bet $1,500, didn't have a gambling problem. A lot of different NFL players came out either in support of him or said, listen, you should have known better. I'm going to tell you this right now. Calvin Ridley did not bet $1,500. Do I have inside knowledge on that? No. There's no way the NFL is suspending him for a season. I know that it's all about the integrity of the game, and Goodell, in the the statement the NFL brought out, said that there was no, in their investigation, uh, you know, evidence that he had inside information, that he used that, that the, the, the integrity of games he was playing in was taken away. It looked like they were trying to say he hadn't bet on the Falcons, but then some stuff leaked yesterday that he was putting Falcons money lines in his parlays. I just, back to the main point. There is just no way that you're getting suspended for a year for gambling. Yes, even if it's a dollar, I know the NFL is going to be pissed. But there's no way one of their stars is going to be out for a year if you bet $1,500. Maybe it's closer to $1.5 million or in the hundreds of thousands. But more stuff will come out. And as I've thought about this the last 24 or so hours, this is going to become a problem because gambling is so easy now in the states where it's legal. And yes, should Ridley have been smarter? 
Would the NFL have cared if he had a sister do it for him or brother or someone? Heck, it might come out that maybe that's what happened. But to get caught is obviously a ridiculous thing for a player or a, an athlete at that level that, you know, hopefully he didn't just sign up for an account under his own name and made it so obvious. But with having partnerships with these leagues, whether it's the NFL, the NHL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, and of course the NFL by far was the one that was the most against it forever and the most pushback of having gambling being even talked about during their games, even though the NFL knew that one of the biggest reasons they were a multi-billion dollar annual industry was because they were the most bet on sport by far in America. So it's like biting the hand that feeds you. But yes, you've got to be smart about things. It goes back to the stuff that happened in tennis where they had to change the rules of betting in tennis because some of the lower level players, even some higher level players, were basically taking matches, retiring, you know, taking mafia money. You've got to make sure that that never becomes too big of an issue. But with gambling so readily available and you know, we love it. That's what that's what we love doing the show. I mean, so many of you enjoy being able to bet legally in the states you live in, especially here in Michigan. But with how easy it is now, if you start seeing NBA players do it, baseball players do it, it could end up being a, a massive issue. We always knew this could be a problem. But to see how Calvin Ridley is suspended for a year for what he says was betting $1,500, I don't believe that for a second. But either way, whether it was $150,000 or $1.5 million or even $1,500, this could be a massive problem with people that are not able to, you know, handle doing things the right way if they're playing these sports or even, I'm not trying to say do anything illegal, but have someone, uh, you know, bet for them, a family member or something where you don't get in trouble. But, you know, think about the Evander Kane stuff from the NHL and all the different allegations with him. I mean, this people that have gambling problems, much like drug problems or drinking problems, this could rear its ugly head and become a massive issue. It's just going to take one game being alleged to be fixed or a player taking a game or betting on his team and and you find out that he, you know, just was calling for weird plays in the huddle. I mean, there's a million things that could happen. But the Calvin Ridley thing really is just definitely on the precipice of how crazy things could get. Hopefully, you know, things are put in place where these things don't become, you know, a situation where it gets out of hand. But once again, I don't think Calvin really bet $1,500. I don't think he's losing a year. He's one of the better receivers in the NFL. And obviously, he had some personal mental health stuff that was going on as well. Hope he gets, he's getting well with that. That's the, the you know, the, the most important thing. But there's no way the NFL is suspending him for a year if he bet $1,500. Maybe they would suspend him for a couple games. I mean, look at what happened with Ray Rice. I mean, he cold-cocked a woman on video. What do you get, four games? You're not getting a year for betting $1,500. It's got to be a lot more than that. So we'll keep uh, covering this for you and, and giving you all the different information as it comes out. But just a crazy couple days for different reasons in the National Football Association. Coming up, we've had a shift. I mean, it's been kind of getting there over the past month or so anyway. But with the combine and getting closer to the draft, we've had a shift in who the overall consensus number one pick is going to be. In the upcoming NFL Draft, of course, the Lions pick number two. We'll get to all that jazz coming straight up on the terrific Tuesday edition of the Detroit CityCast presented by Bat Rivers.
Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at betrivers.com. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 270 7117. Well, there's definitely been a change, especially in the betting markets, but in just perception. We know that there's a long way to go. There's a lot of smoke signals when it comes to the NFL draft, but I've long said that if Aiden Hutchinson is there at number two for the Lions, if the Jaguars go uh, with Ekwanu, the NC State offensive lineman, or Evan Neal, and both Thibodeau and, and Hutch are there, then the Lions have got to take Hutchinson. He's a transformative player, can change that defensive line for years. He's the kind of guy, you know, instead of an Aaron Donald and a J.J. Watt, that can just be game changers for a franchise. But it looks like the Jaguars are really starting to fall into the camp that love Hutchinson. Not that they would have loved him in the first place, but that it's it feels like that, that could be their pick. And the odds market is reflecting that. I'm seeing around the, the you know, the country... Upwards of minus 160, minus 175, that Hutch will be the overall number one pick in the NFL draft. And that would really suck for the Detroit Lions. I mean, I'm, I'm still looking at, at tremendous amounts of mock drafts that have Hutchinson going number two to the Lions. But, you know, this is stuff you'd rather, if you're a Lions fan, that you really wants Hutchinson like myself. You'd rather this stuff happen now than be happening right before the draft. Because a lot of times, stuff, of course, will leak through agents on purpose, other times by accident, and you'll see odds completely flip the eve of the draft, early, you know, before the draft starts, uh, you know, a couple nights before sometimes. And obviously the team that has the number one pick, the Jaguars, can start negotiating with their potential overall number one pick, uh, you know, as soon as they want, so as soon as the league year starts. And it's, it's one of these things where, Yes, it looks like the Jaguars are leaning towards taking a Hutchinson, clearly the overall number one prospect in the draft. I know Peter King has it as that. Mel Kuyper has Hutch as the overall number one prospect. Just because you're the number one prospect doesn't mean you're going to go number one. It's all based on what teams, you know, needs are ahead of you uh, or, you know, what those teams that are drafting there, uh, what their needs are. And maybe there's possibilities they're getting a lot of offers from other teams to trade down. Right now, the Jaguars need an offensive line. A top-level lineman. They need that for sure. They, of course, need an edge rusher as well. Most of the teams in the top five could use an edge rusher, including the Jets, the Lions, the Jags, heck, even the Giants. But when you look at what the Jaguars are going to try to do, you know, with Urban Meyer out and a new regime in and having Trevor Lawrence coming up in his second year, you, like the Bengals had to do, you've got to protect guys like Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence. And when you've got Iguanu from NC State, and Evan Neal from Alabama. Uh, you've got a tremendous amount of talent at offensive linemen and that first overall pick. And think about how many years you've had offensive linemen go first, and most of the time they've been very successful. So there's still a great chance of that happening. But when you look at the Lions, who need a lot of different things, including an edge rusher, a quarterback, a wide receiver, a linebacker, they need a lot of different things. Heck, even an offensive lineman. If Aiden Hutchinson is not there, and the Lions are stone-cold sold on Thibodeau being worth being taken at number two. In most mocks, Thibodeau is going either four to the Jets or even lower, seven to the Giants in a potential trade. And one mock that I looked at, 
uh, and some others going six or seven. If you're not in love with him, you don't, you don't just reach and take him at two because he's looked at as a sexy candidate. You wanted to get Hutchinson, you can't get him, so you, you go and you try to get uh, the other top edge rusher in Thibodeau. I've watched a lot of film on Thibodeau. I watched a lot of live game of Thibodeau last year against, with Oregon, and he's, he's a, incredible. But Aiden Hutchinson is better. And it's not because I'm a Wolverine fan and saw him play in person, you know, tons of different times. He is looked at now by the experts that cover the draft way deeper than I do, that have been doing it for decades, as the best overall prospect. And he wasn't looked at that until really recently, consensusly. So if you're at number two and you're the Detroit Lions, and Hutch is not there, and it's not like, you know, uh, Thibodeau or Hutch has gone first, and you're just in love with Thibodeau, if that's not the case, you have to consider trading down. Because you have, obviously, another first-round pick at the bottom of the draft at number 32 where you can get a guy like a Dax Hill or a Drake Johnson, maybe if he stays around that long, the wide receiver from USC, uh, a Kyler Gordon uh, from Washington, the quarterback, uh, Traylon Burks, the Arkansas junior wide receiver. There's a lot of options at the low part of the first round. But you can't reach if you're not in love with Thibodeau if Hutch isn't there. So... The Lions could definitely take that two round, that number two overall pick, move down. Maybe you, you look at a team like the Giants or the Jets who really want to make sure they get Thibodeau and not another team gets them. You could trade down to four or five, get an extra first round pick, uh, you know, in the future or this year based on the team that does it. So that's obviously in the offing when you're a team that's in the rebuilding mode and it's going to take a couple of years to do this. You don't just take a player because like, oh, we missed out on the guy we really wanted. We'll take this guy unless you know it's the right guy to take. And, and Thibodeau might be the guy at number two if Hutch goes number one. He, the Lions might think of him highly enough that it's not like they're, yeah, they're missing out on the guy they really wanted, but it's not like they didn't want Thibodeau almost just as much. So there's going to be a lot of different jockeying and stuff that will leak and things that will come out over the next several weeks leading into the NFL draft uh, at the end of April that we will, of course, get to you here on the Detroit CityCast. But that was interesting to me to see kind of the shift of not just him being looked at in Hutchinson as the overall number one prospect, but now reflecting in the odds markets. Because for a while, Evan Neal was the favorite to be the overall number one pick. Hutch was number two. But now Hutchinson, around the different markets, you know, like I said, up to minus 175. We might see up to minus 200 based on the betting action in the next week or so. So we'll keep you up to date on that as well. But that's where we're at uh, with Aiden Hutchinson and the overall consensus of him being the best prospect in the draft and now the betting favorite to go to the Jaguars at number one. We will take a trip to the Motown betting window coming up straight ahead right here on the Detroit CityCast brought to you by our great friends at Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience rush pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at betrivers.com. Must be 21. Playable in Michigan only. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 270 7117. Let's take a trip straight to the Motown betting window presented by Bet Rivers. We got the Coyotes and Red Wings at Little Caesars Arena. How about the Pistons last night, by the way? 
The Detroit Pistons are playing some pretty darn good basketball. We've been discussing this for a while now. And you look at the Pistons and what they've been able to do in some of these nice wins as of late. And you look at the win uh, you know, over Charlotte on the road as almost a double-digit favorite. The win over Cleveland, uh, you know, what they were able to do last night in overtime against the Hawks and really kind of hold Trey Young uh, to a paltry total. And, you know, this team is 6-2 in their last eight games. And they won't play again until Wednesday at home against the Bulls. But, you know, they're only an 18-win team. I do have some friends that have the over 24.5, over 25 uh, win total this year. And they're like, hey, can they get it done? I wouldn't get excited about that yet. But what I'm excited about is this team moving forward. And, you know, you look at the three in a row, Hawks, Pacers, Raptors. Raptors on the road, that was a huge win. You know, they did lose to the Wiz in between that by three on the road. But beat the Hornets, fought tough until the end against the Celts, and then beat the Cavaliers. Uh, you know, 106-103 as they were getting, I think it was six points in that game at LCA. They beat the Celts before that as a big underdog. Cunningham scored 28 last uh, night at 10 dimes. And uh, it was a nice overtime win. My good friend Lawton Luntz, uh, who calls basketball games and football games with me, was there in town from Virginia. You got to see a little Cade Cunningham action and the Pistons win their sixth game in their last eight. So this is what you want to see with the Pistons. Moving forward, they're going to get a nice piece. You know, won't be a Chet Holmgren or a Jamari Smith. We'll see where the Pistons draft uh, in the upcoming NBA draft. But getting another piece to go along with Cunningham, I don't think Jeremy Grant's in the long-term future, so you, you can trade him and get pieces for him. You love the young Isaiah Stewart, unfortunately, is, is banged up right now. Uh, Isaiah Stewart's going to be out for uh, about at least a week or so. He's got a bone bruise. He'll have that uh, knee reevaluated with a bone bruise uh, in about a week. But you got Sadiq Bay. You got some really nice pieces that Troy Dreamweaver is putting together. So exciting times there for the Pistons and playing much better basketball. And remember, I was staying away from giving you games with the Pistons involved at all, whether betting against them or for them. I've started to give you some, and I think we've only lost one of the five that I've given you. Uh, and I did give you the Charlotte game, and I did give you the Cavaliers game, uh, and uh, the Boston game, which they got the backdoor cover that was lucky. But they're starting to become kind of a valuable, uh, you know, against the spread team. And some of their totals have been valuable as well, where there's been some kind of weird totals that have been easy to go under. Uh, or easy to go over uh, based on the night. So we'll keep uh, you know abreast of all the Pistons happenings and could have some good value for you uh, late in the year because uh, they're still being kind of misspread. Odds makers don't really know what to do with them sometimes. Uh, and that was a nice win for them against the Hawks last night. Uh, getting seven and a half at home and winning the game outright. So congrats to all you that had Pistons plus the points or the money line, my lean last night, was Pistons plus the 7.5. was an official pick, so we're not going to include that in that stellar record of mine over the last several weeks. But we do have the Wings tonight, and they're playing the awful, awful Arizona Coyotes. I mean, the Wings, of course, not a great team this year, but definitely much improved and are working on becoming a playoff contender. They've got 54 points, 24 wins, 6 overtime losses. The Coyotes are 16 35 and 4, just 36 points. Do the Arizona Coyotes have? And easily one of the worst teams in the NHL. When you look at the, you know, the league standings, they are at the bottom. They have won a couple games in a row. Minus 69 goal differential and a point less than the Montreal Canadiens and three less than the expansion. 
Kraken, and you look at the line tonight, Wings rare, minus 180. They've rarely been a big favorite like this, maybe a few times throughout the season. But minus 180 at home against the Coyotes. The puck line is what I'm interested in. Wings minus 1.5 plus 133. Got a half unit play on that. Good value there. I think the Wings are going to win this game and win it 3-1, to 4-2, to two, something like that, even though the Coyotes have played decent hockey for the last couple of games. The total, I'm staying away from 6.5, too high for me. Uh, the over is plus 108 right now at Bet Rivers. The under 6.5 is minus 130. A couple other games in the NBA that I wanted to focus on and give you some plays on, and then we'll get to college basketball. It is the Brooklyn Nets. Durant, you now fully back. His third game. They're playing at Charlotte. Charlotte obviously could give you some trouble in Charlotte. Pistons, though, they got them uh, the other, you know, last week uh, as big dogs. The Nets minus four and a half, minus one twelve. Uh, money line Nets minus one ninety, and the total two forty. Over under both minus one ten at Bet Rivers. I like the Nets. I'm going to lay the four and a half half unit play on the Nets tonight. I think they finally get off the Schneid. They've come close with Durant. Couldn't get the job done. I think tonight is that night they win and cover in that game. And then the Phoenix Suns at the off Orlando Magic. Suns minus five, six and a half. I know they're still banged up with the Booker injury, but you look at, at what the Suns have been able to do on the road this year. Been one of the better road teams in the NBA. I am going to, I don't like to lay a lot of points in the NBA on the road, but without bad the Magic and bad, I'm going to lay the six and a half on the Suns. Like the Suns win that game going away. And I got a couple plays for you in college basketball. By the way, you've got the A-Sun title game. Interesting scenario. Bellarmine, they're not eligible for the tournament. So if they go, the regular season champ will be the automatic bid. If, like, if Bellarmine wins tonight, then the regular season champ, uh, which I believe was Jacksonville, will go uh, in their stead to the tournament because they're not eligible this year. Uh, so that's just an interesting factor in that game tonight. Uh, they are minus 2.5 against Jacksonville. And I do have a small lean on Bellarmine because this is kind of their you know, their national championship game. They can't go to the tournament this year. But I'm looking at the Horizon League title game, and I'm looking at Wright State getting a half point against Northern Kentucky in Indiana at Farmers Coliseum. And I am, I am all about Wright State, the Raiders tonight. They've consistently, for the majority of the Horizon League schedule, been, I think, the best overall team. They've had their moments where they've been up and down. You had Cleveland State look good for a while. You had Oakland look good early on. Northern Kentucky, obviously, playing good basketball. But I like Wright State and that defense tonight. Give me Wright State for a full unit play, plus the half, minus 110 at Bet Rivers. And then also Wagner. Problem is, this line went down from four to two and a half. So what I'm going to do for you here is give you a half-unit money line play. I think Wagner's going to win this game outright, but the line, I just the two and a half, it's not going to be enough for me right now if you haven't gotten any on this. I'm, I'm, I'm on both the Wagner money line and the, the four points, but I'm going to give you a half-unit play on the money line for Wagner at Bet Rivers, plus 123, because I think that they're going to get the job done tonight uh, against Bryant. So that's the two college hoops plays for me on this five-inning. Five evening. One more thing I wanted to give you here is NFL MVP odds now with Russell Wilson in Denver. The big trade news with Wilson in Denver, and he has shot up the charts. He was closer to like eight overall odds-wise when it came to MVP. Josh Allen, still your favorite. He's been there the whole time. Uh, five to one. Aaron Rodgers, six to one. 
Mahomes six to one as well, and then Russell Wilson moves into fourth spot. Really, actually, the third spot because Rodgers and Mahomes are tied for second. Ten to one for Russell Wilson. He moves ahead of Herbert, who's eleven to one. Joe Burrow's eleven to one. Matthew Stafford is thirteen to one, and then the rest of the guys: Dak Prescott fourteen to one, Kyler Murray sixteen to one, Lamar Jackson twenty-five to one. Then you got Derek Henry thirty-three to one, along with Deshaun Watson. I went touch to Deshaun Watson with a ten-foot pole, even though obviously he's got. A lot of motivation to really come off the the wacky last year we didn't play and all the different allegations and the issues he had to deal with, you know, to, to prove the critics wrong or just to come out fired up. And I'm not doing anything with Deshaun Watson, but there you go. Russell Wilson has moved to ten to one. As I mentioned, the Broncos are now one of the top five favorites to win the NFL title. They're number five behind Buffalo, Kansas City, Green Bay, and San Fran. They are twelve to one. Tied with the Los Angeles Rams. And as far as the AFC West goes, the Chiefs, the favorite minus 110, but the Broncos have moved to second favoritism at plus 225. Chargers 4-1, to Raiders 11-1. to And then as far as to win the AFC, the Denver Broncos are the third favorite behind Buffalo, who's 4-1, to the Chiefs 4.5-1, to and Denver 5.5-1. to And I got to give credit, well, not credit, I got to give a small congrats to one of my best friends, Dave Faxton Rieger, he's lived in Michigan his whole life, yet he's been a Broncos fan since he was 10 years old. So he's definitely a traitor and part of the Rebel Alliance. Take him away. But he is celebrating the Aaron, uh, the Russell Wilson news today. He is a huge Broncos fan, so I respect him for that. But still a traitor. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Until next time, keep reaching for the stars. Believe in the dream. Dan Leach, the Squatch, on this fine, terrific Tuesday. On the way to call yet another high school tournament game last night, Fowlerville holds on with a walk-off block by Carter Young, 67-66 over Gabriel Richard. Tonight, the amazing Heartland girls take on Lakeland. That'll be a 7 p.m. start, 6.40 pregame if you want to tune in. WHMI.com, 93.5 FM. I'll see you next time. Until then, Dan Leach, the Squatch, out.